Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Physical, mental, and spiritual exhaustion can mimic one another and interface with one another. Here's why I love today's guest, Monica Fernandi, my new friend. She is a yoga instructor. She is a confidence coach, and she recently launched her business mid-pandemic called Awakened Soulmate. Monica is the expert in crossing the bridges between the mental, the physical, and the spiritual. She shares on this one-year anniversary of her trek to Mount Everest Base Camp in the Himalayan Mountains, how climbing a mountain How standing up tall in your mountain pose can make you feel awakened and alive. And the other reason I love my dear friend Monica is because in her own words, she's a Tigger, not an Eeyore. All right, my friends, I'll get out of the way and make room for you to listen and learn from my friend, Monica Fernandi. Happy Saturday. Yeah. Happy yeah. Saturday. Are you doing yoga today? I did. I've had a full day. I did yoga outdoors in the chill um, at a garden uh, under a covered pavilion. And it's usually the end of it. I provide a chilled lavender towelette that I use to help them cool off. But today, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want no. that. Right, right. No need for the chilled well, towelette. Guess what? It's a, it's a venue that you can rent out for your wedding. So they have a kitchen and I was able to microwave them and give them heat. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is the coolest thing. So do you do this like every Saturday morning? Pretty much every Saturday since July, since the world opened phase three or whatever. And then, um, there's a wedding there next week and the week after, so I'm taking a two-week hiatus there, but I'm going to be doing another event, Flow Yoga Jam, um, outside live music and yoga, um, October 15th. So right after, well, if this is still going to air the date that you originally said, that'll be right yeah. after that. Yeah. October 10th, I think that's what you slated it as. Yeah. Well, we can always push it up, but mm-hmm. um, but I so, know you wanted it to coincide with your anniversary my- date. My climb for a cause. It's backwards, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. Oh, okay. So that's my Mount Everest. Um, I had these shirts made. And on the back, I have all the sponsors in the shape of a mountain, corporate sponsors. Nice. Climb for a cause anniversary. Yes. October 9th is when we actually got to the summit. Well, it's not a summit. I lied. It's the base camp. Don't don't think that I'm that crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. But you got to like, so there, there's like several different base camps, right? In the Himalayan mountains, yes, each of the summits has a base camp, but the Everest only has one base camp, and that's where I went. Oh, okay. Now, how okay, so tell me about that. How long does it take you to get to the base camp? Uh, it took us it took us nine days to climb up, and so my math is on the wall. I have it all um, framed. I want to say it took us nine days total from the Lukla flight, which is the smallest airport in the world, the shortest, because if it goes right into a mountain and if there's any cloud residuals, they don't fly. So we lost a day. It took nine days from that flight into the mountains, which is about 25 minute flight. So from that point took nine days to acclimate to the uh, altitude and to get up there and then three days to come down because we were, it's more challenging to acclimate to the altitude to go up. So, okay. I am like, there are so many lessons in this. um, And I just want to dive right in and ask you, but nine days to get to base camp, like it's not even nine days to get to the summit, right? It's like nine days to get to base camp. Yes. And if they're, uh, and so summiting usually happens in the spring. Um, this fall season, when we were there last October was it, it's, it's just base camp season. The summit people go after the avalanche season and after the, the weather season. and all yes. that. Yes. Uh-huh. So they all, if they're summiting still have to do this trek to base camp. And that sure. was sometimes some people don't make it. They get helicoptered out. They get donkeyed out. Um, it's not a guarantee that you're going to make it because of the altitude. It was the hardest thing uh, next to giving birth without any drugs with my firstborn baby. 
Oh my goodness. It was. It was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, but it was life changing to the point where I will never forget it. It is, there's no words to put when you see these majestic mountains. And I know yeah. you, re- you reference climbing a mountain and that's what we are all doing right now collectively, right? Climbing yeah. mountains, right? Well, and I think, I think we, that's why I think this is a perfect topic to start out with. Monica, because I think about mountain climbing and mountain climbing, it, you know, it's not just like right now, this collective thing, like mountain climbing is not a new thing, like proverbial mountain climbing, right? Like, um, it's not a new thing. We're, mm, we're yeah. always climbing mountains. And sometimes some of us feel like that's all we're doing. Like we're not stopping to enjoy the view. We're, we're just like climbing. We're hanging on for dear life. We're trying to get a foothold. We're, you know, stopping to take a breather and just catch our breath. But I want to, that's why I want to back up with this for just a sec, because I think there's a really cool lesson. And then we'll get to what you're kind of, what mountain maybe you're climbing right now, Monica, and how you can help us with some truth there. But with this, Indeed. with this, with mountain climbing, let's, let's stick with that for a second. I don't want to lose that. So nine days to get to base camp. And you're not even going to the summit. You're going into what's referred to as base camp. And I think that's misleading, but I want you to, I don't know, kind of journey with me here for a second, Monica, because a lot of times we look at our mountains and we look at, we look at the summit and we go, we look at the summit or we look on what's on the other side of of, of the summit, right? That that's... We, that it's going to be easier coming back down. There's so much here. Hold on. We have to dive in. I'm going to get, I promise I'm going to get my thoughts to organize here, but this is huge. So nine days to get to base camp. So yeah, help us out a little bit because I think we can use that as a really beautiful application to anything that we might be facing right now. Um, that, that you had your sights set on base camp. You didn't have your sights set on the summit. Correct. And and the thing about it is as a yoga teacher for 15 years and now segueing, which I've launched my new business during pandemic, uh, honing in on that more depth, speaking of mountains with deeper roots, the ice underneath the earth from the yoga practitioner slash business owner to now coaching into the depth of it for those that are ready to do the work. Sure, sure. That just launched, but I'll get to that. In the meantime, in my yoga, I teach people about standing up every day in your mountain pose. You get up out of bed and here's what's something everybody can relate to, whether they do yoga or not. You have to get up, whether the alarm is loud, whether you hit the snooze Mm -hmm. button and everybody's got their story. And just to get out of bed, whatever's driving you or whatever's holding you back from doing it, That's like the metaphor for getting to that base camp. So Mm -hmm. you get up out of bed, you stand up strong, or maybe not, you're achy, and you hit the ground running, Mm -hmm. and you go on your journey, and you go to your day, and you go to your agenda, and you go to your job, and you got to do, got to have, got to get, got to go. And in the mountain essence of this Tadasana is the Sanskrit name, Tadasana, which is like presenting, right? Tada! And I love that. And also because I don't think that's a coincidence that our culture says, ta-da, here I am, because to the mountain, <laughs> right? Here, ta-da. So Tadasana, mountain pose, is about grounding down from the earth to the sky, the summit. So I refer uh-huh. to the, the feet literally as your base camp and the crown, okay. the crown of your head. And I know you talk about this in your couple of podcast guests I've heard. Own your crown, right? Yeah. Lift, lift your royalty and feel the empowerment that you are. Yeah. And so we don't even think about the points from between A and B, getting mm-hmm. out of bed. And that would be your base camp. So mm-hmm. like I said, not everybody can make it because no one knows what it's like. It's like trying to tell someone who hasn't given birth what it's like to give birth. Yeah. You don't know until you do it. It's like trying to tell somebody who hasn't lost their parent yet, you know, what it feels mm-hmm. like that loss. Mm-hmm. You can't explain it until you go through it, mm-hmm. right? We can feel it and kind of get into somebody's shoes, but this is referencing um, the altitude. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nobody can tell me what it's like. I couldn't practice it here because it started out as 9,000 feet. We Mm -hmm. land from Lukla, which is that little airport, into this 
base camp start is 9,000 feet. There's nothing out here out east. No, no. Out west, you have to try to acclimate. So there's no real practice you can do for altitude. And then um, it climbs to 17.9, 17.9. And it was at about 12,000 that you get, me personally, got the effects of altitude. Each individual body, no matter how old you are, it's going to affect you differently. Mm-hmm. Um whether you've done it a lot, you know, you can practice a lot of breath work and so on. But the challenge is just to move your body one step at a time to get up yeah. to base camp. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard to explain it, but um, it was mind blowing. That's a good, that's what my husband says. Mike and I went together, you know, we yeah. went together and he, it was on his bucket list. It wasn't even on my bucket list. I don't know how I ended up there, but God had a plan. <laughs> It was for the cause World Hope International. No, it wasn't. I said, can't we go someplace warm? (laughs) I want to be on a beach. I don't want to be in the Himalayas. Yeah. But in hindsight, oh my goodness. Yeah. I would I would do it again. Well, and so I wanna something that you just said is something that is very uh just close to the truth of the message that I share quite a bit, which is that sometimes you know, in climbing our mountain, I think we stop. And the reason that we stop and we get debilitated is not because we're not prepared. It's, you know, we, we can practice things, we can strengthen ourselves, we can strengthen our minds, our spirits, our bodies, whatever for the journey. But when things hit us like altitude that you cannot prepare for, I think it debilitates us and it flattens us. And instead, we what I think what happens is we lose sight of exactly what you said, which is literally just moving your body. And 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 you can apply that to moving your mind. It is literally mm-hmm. as um, you may be familiar. Emily P. Freeman has a book and a podcast called The Next Right Thing. But literally doing the next right. Thing. It doesn't mean that you have to have eyes on the summit. What do I need to get to the summit? It's no. What do I need to do to put this foot in front of the other one right now? Bingo. Yeah. Mm, indeed. And these are the things we humans take for granted because as however many years we've been in our body, we have to go back. And that's one of my thriving thought, you know, wisdoms for you to share Yeah. at the end. I teach the basics, going back to the basics, as in who remembers when they learned how to walk in the first place? It was so long ago. Right. Just to stand up. God, thank God we can just to be able to stand up. We take for granted until we Mm -hmm. can't, until Mm -hmm. we can't. That's right. So, and the breath, as you can see, I'm wearing my little headband that says breathe. So I wear, I wore this all the way up and all the way down. I have a white one and a black one. And this is like a public service announcement. It says breathe. And it reminds me and it reminds others. Yeah. Yes. So I go back to the basics, and this would apply to something as uh, metaphorically difficult, mountainous in your life. Um, and and yeah, we we do, Sherry. We get lost at the summit. We get lost, mm-hmm. and we we forget about the simple steps. Yes. Step at a yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, and so so that's that's one thing that I wanted to address. Some beautiful wisdom from your story there, but also the second thing that stuck with me was when you said it was harder um, on the way back down. And did I say that you did? You said it was harder on the way back down. I don't remember saying that, but okay. <laughs> was I mean you did, and that's what's that's yeah. that's why I, I wanted to ask you about it because um, I don't know if the if well, it was an altitude change issue or uh, I can concur with that. In that by day nine and coming down, the full trip up and down is forty two miles, and. Um, and you climb from 9,000 feet to 17,000 feet by the time, and you're on a pretty fast pace and you sleep in tea houses and you have to hydrate and all of these things, you have to take right. care, care of your everything. However, by day, what day was that? Probably day 11, I rolled my ankle. Mm. I was fatigued. And I, I think I just was, you know, I was coming downhill. I mean, it's not just all down. You got to go up to go down. Isn't that sure? Yeah. You got to go up more rocks. You got to get down. It's every time you turn around though, there was another incline. There was another 
and there's yak, big yak animals, because they don't have Amazon there. There's, they don't have trucks there. The, the delivery guys are the yaks. Look right. out. If a right. yak comes through, you got to get hug the mountain. So <laughs> otherwise, you fall down the, into the river, the glacial river. So you got to contend with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my and goodness. So, Make way for the yak. Exactly. It was kind of a nice break, but it what they call the yak attack. Take a, okay. Take a, so, but I think... I think the hardest part, yeah, coming down was easier to breathe, but the physical being, yes. mm, I was getting fatigued. I yeah. was like, okay, I want a, a hot shower. Was, <laughs> yeah, right. The things we take for granted. There, I just want a comfy oh bed. You know. Anyway, I think yeah. maybe it just snowballed. Pardon the pun. It snowballed into no, that. No, no, that's 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 really really good. I think that coming down is very often harder, and and I think it requires a little bit more. I think about it when I go on hikes with my dogs, which I do quite frequently. When we're going up, they 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 tend to move a little bit more quickly than I do, as they do when we're going down. Which <laughs> okay, which going up, there's an advantage to being pulled essentially by mm. two hound dogs, right? Gives me some momentum. Yeah. But coming down, I do not want any added momentum. Right. Because you yes. have to stabilize yourself and you right. kind of almost have to like lean backwards a little bit to get your footing and make sure that, you know, especially if you're on a steep incline. So, right. yeah, I, I think that um, that's the other thing is we kind of say, oh, I just can't wait to get to the summit so I can just breathe and then go, oh, it's going to be smooth sailing coming down. And that's not always the case either. A mountain is a mountain is a mountain is a mountain going up, coming down, being at the top. So with exactly. that. <laughs> With that, Monica, what are you, as season three's theme is all about, what are you thriving in the thick of right now? So in the thick of the pandemic is when I launched this new Awakened Soulmate business. Now, okay, hold on. So <laughs> did you intend to launch mid-pandemic or oh. was it just the right time? Uh, it was the right time. Let us just say that God works in miraculous and mysterious ways. Doors, doors close, windows open. Yeah. I've been wanting to be, uh, I've been certified as a coach for two years. I've been wanting to launch a business and be virtual long ago. It took okay. this pandemic to push me out into okay. that. I'm home now. I don't have to run to all the classes that I teach. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching in four different counties, you know, because mm. opportunity came to me and I'm I funneled it down and this was a gift yeah. for many of us. You know, it was an eye, it's an eye opening and it's causing all sorts of emotional, but mm -hmm. it's the, the world as a, as a whole is bubbling up with this. Yeah. And we're learning to thrive. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of discomfort and pain. I know and agony in it too. Um, I had two of my three children graduate virtually from Virginia tech the weekend that I launched my business. So it was oh like my goodness. Mom, mom launched and they launched mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was just a matter of now building momentum and mm -hmm. being called to serve the next, yeah. le the next level. Yeah. So, so tell me, tell us about how that happened. Tell us one, um, I know you said you're a coach, but who do you coach? Why do you coach? What, like, what, what is this all about for you? And two, um, what is awakened soulmate? I love you for asking this. That's beautiful. <laughs> I want to back up a couple of um, months, if not years, because one stepping stone, speaking of taking steps up a, a mountain, leads yeah. to another. Yes. My previous business, which is still where people can find me to do virtual yoga classes, is called Grow Strength Within. Okay. It, it is my my business tag name is that, but I'm monicafernandi.com. And, and I will not probably for a while give up that virtual, which was because the world needed, now we're all online. We're all Zooming. Right, right. So I am doing virtual yoga classes from one end of my house to the other. The commute is lovely. Uh, <laughs> so because <laughs> the world closed uh, down and then right. my people wanted yoga. So that yeah. was kind of seven years in that business. And I'm that's still thriving. Yeah. Um, my logo is a fern and a lotus pushing through mud because my last name Fern Nandy is yes. um, referencing we all grow towards the light eventually. And just like birth itself, it ain't easy. Yeah, you got to right. push through that mud to grow, right? right? 
So whether you want to build uh, your your flexibility, increase your balance, your strength, it starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. Grow strength within evolved into more specifically helping women because I am being called to serve women. Will I say no to a gentleman who has asked me to coach him after divorce to rebuild confidence? Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the awakened soulmate is you, is me, is heartbreak, which I'm in the middle of your wonderful book, Breakup Breakthroughs. Thank you. Thank Um, you for reading that. Yeah. Well, you know, we as humans have heartache, we have heartbreak and and it's how we push through the mud again, engaging in, am I going to survive or am I going to thrive? Am I going to grow from this? Yes. Because if if you know the Mother Teresa poem, life is, it's all about life is an opportunity, you know, grow from it. Life is hard. Mm, yeah. It's, life is a struggle. Nobody said life was easy. No. But but is, are the tools within each person, mm-hmm. is there a way to take that summit at mm-hmm. your leisure? Maybe you need to get on a donkey's back for a little while. Maybe you yeah. need to take a helicopter up. Maybe you need a little help from somebody holding on to you. That hug them. Maybe you need to hug the mountain. Maybe you're having a yak attack and you need to hug the mountain, right? Exactly. 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 So in my meditations, because I've been a meditator for 30 years, this business has mm. been 30, 30 years in the making. I, I back backpedal to 30 years ago. My spiritual life has been rooted down since Marian Williamson lectures, quite frankly. Yeah. It's yeah. a miracle. Um, and then it has evolved and grown. So the meditation that I had earlier on in this year, I knew I was going to launch a business, but the name came to me in meditation. And because I didn't, well, of course, now everything is awakening. Everybody's talking about the pivoting and awakening and thriving. And, and all thriving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but the truth is, yeah, these are hot topics. Yeah. And we can help each other. Yeah. The awakened soulmate because relationships whether it's with a sister, a, a spouse, a, a mate, mm-hmm. um, a, any relationship is my soul to your soul. Yeah. And the more I can open my eyes to the gifts that I am here to serve, mm-hmm. and that's what I say H-O-P-E is for me, hope. Help open people's eyes. Mm-hmm. That is my calling to help people open their eyes to the ability that they can thrive. They can grow. They can learn. They can mm-hmm. survive. They're doing okay. And in my yoga business, mm-hmm. the depth of that is not just at that physical asana practice, which if it if that's what you want, that's what it is for you. But I have heard a lot of people in the yoga world. Now, this is before the coaching, the depth of which um, they can go or have gone, mm-hmm. have taken them out of a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. uh, off a of medication, um, awakening them to their potential. Do you follow? Yeah. And so that realm of yoga can be whatever it is for people. But now specifically the awakened soulmate, I'll tell you what, little secret. X and I don't talk anymore. Okay. Sadly, married 20 years, three beautiful mm. souls. I believe that they were meant to be in the story. And I know it was a storybook story. The ego thought it was going to end one way and it ended a different way. But yeah. it's still beautiful story because they came out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He and I said one thing that I could tell you, I will share with you that towards the end, we agreed to do. If there was one thing we could agree to do separate, was to go out and talk to other souls and see if we can remind them to go back to, to look in the eyes of another soul yeah. that perhaps you're with right now and check in with the harmonious relationship or the disharmonious, whatever's going on, because we are not paying attention. And what's yeah. happening this year, we are being jolted to pay attention. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So the awakened soulmate is me, is you, is Mm -hmm. the one who is going to engage with another Mm -hmm. and to not be sleeping, you know, to uh, stand up tall, go back to that Mm -hmm. mountain pose, to stand up tall and own your gifts. You're Mm -hmm. here, share your heart. Yes, yes, we have heartache, but let me help you. Mm -hmm. Let another help you Mm -hmm. serve. And you, like you are being called to serve, to help 
people open their eyes. Well, it's interesting. I was um, talking with a friend the other day and this this came up in one of my uh, coaching sessions and then I've taken it since to several other conversations now, including this one, Monica, but Mm -hmm. um, talking about how um, a lot of times we focus on what's missing in our lives and um, what we don't realize is that when when we when we're focusing on something that's missing in our life we as a byproduct of that we stop serving with our gifts and and when we stop serving with our gifts we experience a void we experience an emptiness and then that kind of perpetuates this oh let me continue to look and see what's missing in my life when really the the answer is within. If I know who I am and I go serve with who I am, I will always be fulfilled. Right. I will, I will never be looking for anything else to fill me or complete me. And so it's kind of like, it's, it's a very, um, not necessarily philosophical, but certainly a metaphysical conversation to have, but it's so simple. Like what, if you're thinking or feeling like something is missing, look inside, know who you are and go give who you are. Because when you go give who you are, then you are fulfilled. That is the purpose. Like you were saying, you know, called to serve. Every single person is called to serve. Exactly. It just in a, in a way that's in a way that only they can do. Right. Like not that right. none of us can serve in the same two ways or serve the same two people. No, and that's beautiful. That's the uniqueness. And that's what yeah. makes all of the Himalayan mountains be magical together. Mm-hmm. You know, Everest mm-hmm. might get the, the star of the show, but it yeah. takes a village as the expression goes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like trauma. One person's trauma might be small in the eyes of another. You know, mm-hmm. it's still their trauma. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody uniquely is called to serve. And that's the beautiful thing. But going back to what you said, knowing who you are. Yeah. And not being distracted by those avalanches that happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but tap into the metaphor of these mountains because I did experience, I did witness an avalanche. I saw it thankfully from afar. Nobody was nearby Mm. it, but um, mind blowing. Um, But do we not have avalanches in our lives on the daily? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. and do we find that things are quote unquote taken away from us or uh-huh. the lack that you're finding instead of that, let's look at, there's always light. I say in the darkness, there's always mm-hmm. even, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it comes to us later. The, the um, awareness. Yeah. Sometimes as we go on through pain, we don't always see it and we have yeah. to honor that. I don't mm-hmm. you know, disengage that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love all of this. I love this subject. And um the awakened soulmate, the whole path to help people open their eyes, but more Mm -hmm. specifically to understand that you are okay, Mm -hmm. empowered as your beautiful mountain, Sherry, as you are standing tall, you can thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. So you coach women specifically coming out of, uh, or going through a divorce, um, or after a divorce and you do that to help them rebuild their confidence. So tell us a little bit about what your philosophy is on uh, why and how women lose confidence because somebody listening might say, you know, that resonates with me. I am that woman. I am her. And maybe, you know, Monica, you can help me out with this terrible trauma I'm dealing with of this divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. So how, who, who is she? What does she look like? How does she lose confidence and what might she be thinking now? So when we are little girls and I don't know, it depends on your upbringing, but we sometimes let's just say stereotypically look to the day that we're going to get married. You know, Mm -hmm. we've been put up in that, uh, what a fantasy, like mm-hmm. we are, no one gets married to get divorced. And certainly my, my, <laughs> I mean, do you, I don't know. Think about it. My parents were married 55 years. And do you know what my father said at my mother's funeral? He said to me, now they stayed together, but should they have, that remains another whole subject. <laughs> uh, he said to me, she deserved more. Mm. 
And my mother said to me over the years, if I had enough money, I would leave your dad. Mm. And I know that there was struggle and I know that there's been struggle and um, in, in people's marriages. And when I first, mm -hmm. I, I initiated this divorce, mm -hmm. something somewhere year 10 was, I can't explain it. There was some sort of a, um, there was already something going on in me that was bubbling up and I couldn't be who I am today. I will say right now through the pain of it, mm -hmm. I have grown from it mm -hmm. going through it. It was harsh did I think I was going to get divorced? No. Do we get married to get divorced? No. So if you're not growing together mm -hmm. as a, as a harmonious, you know, mate with you mm -hmm. and you're being led by somebody that is either maybe pushing you down in a narcissistic mm -hmm. abuse syndrome way. Mm -hmm. um, if you're being controlled, if the mm -hmm. relationship is not harmonious and that might be what my dad saw, you know, and it, that, that, broke his heart mm -hmm. at that last too late moment. The berating or the belittling or the, um, what is that? Any kind of like a scarlet letter, you know, that stereotype of you got, oh, you're divorced. I can't talk to you anymore. Oh, you know, the stigma. I can't talk to you anymore. No, no. I, you know, people have lost friendships. I know. I know. You know, it's just like, well, it goes back to who are you? Mm -hmm. Well, where are you playing a role? Where mm -hmm. is your authenticity? Mm -hmm. And there's a, a beautiful, shining, radiant goddess in there that might be squelched. Her voice mm -hmm. might be squelched. I mm -hmm. was that woman. Mm -hmm. I was that woman. I thought I was happy. Mm-hmm. And I did marry my high school sweetheart. We did have three kids, but love versus unconditional love and the awakening of, again, growing together. Yeah. Um, you know, abusing somebody in a verbal way mm -hmm. is going to take their confidence away. Mm -hmm. Telling somebody they can't do, you know, it's like you become a parent. If the spouse becomes a parent to a woman mm -hmm. or a woman becomes a parent to the guy, yeah. I've seen that on the flip side. I've mm -hmm. seen men lose their cojones, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the reason why the divorce process itself, I actually had a call with somebody recently who is deciding what to do after 26 years of marriage, you know, and I, I'm not a therapist and I'll be, yeah. I am in therapy and I believe in that. Yeah. This coaching leads you forward. Therapy helps you with the stuff. You did that for a lot right. of years. So, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, do I love my therapy? Absolutely. I'm here today, five and a half yeah. years later, because I've done the work mm -hmm. and the understanding that there are so many pained, not confident, mm -hmm. not even courageous enough mm -hmm. people, not even just women mm -hmm. that don't have that partner, that cheerleader to mm -hmm. bring out mm -hmm. their, oh my gosh, okay, I can do this. I yeah. can thrive. I can survive. So yeah. Did I, did I answer my question? No, it does. It does. And it highlights um it highlights the two-way street between our thought worlds and our realities. And so a lot of times, you know, so my my expertise is specifically on the thought world and how we think manifests into reality. And also our realities have they they come the opposite way. And so if we're in relationship with somebody that is berating us or belittling us, then that two-way street, it, taking in all of that information can shift our thought worlds into, mm -hmm. a, into a place about us that maybe it was something we never thought about ourselves, but it introduces these lies about ourselves, somebody else's behavior that supposedly is supposed to love us, that we're supposed to feel safe with, that we're supposed to have security with, right? And they're telling us this. So it's not dissimilar to a child with an attachment disorder who has a mother that's not responsive and not caring right? And, and they, they don't grow up with that trust and the security that's needed. Um, in, a, in a marriage or in, in any type of committed relationship, if you're getting that constant uh, feedback that says you are, this is who you are, right? Not what mm. you, not what you originally thought, who you originally thought you were, but this is who you are. This is how I see you, you know? Um, then that is, you're going to start taking that on in your thought world as your identity, Yes. And yeah. And so uh, I, I love what you do because it's another way of saying it for me. And I don't specifically focus on coaching people with through divorce or anything like that. Um, 
my my focus is more on helping people be honest with themselves and take ownership of what they can and thrive through what they can't because there's a lot that we can't that we think that we can and we're mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. we're not the little engine that could i think i can i think i can it's either i do or i don't anyway i digress monica but the point is I I can get a little soapbox about that. But the point is that I think in relationship to then the the feedback that we get through relationship informs our identities, which therefore informs what you were talking about, our confidence. Exactly. And the confidence. So it's it's interesting about the coaching in someone said to me also recently, oh, gosh, coaches are popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Do we not need a cheerleader? Uh, I have had two business coaches in the last five years, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to be accountable Mm -hmm. and to and to find the answers that are inside you. And and yet, if you were believing those those thighs, those lies that uh, perhaps in a toxic relationship. Yeah. It's time now to see your truth. If you haven't been living your truth, Mm -hmm. it's time now to be encouraged to Mm -hmm. live your truth, to be Mm -hmm. called to serve what it is that your heart and your Mm -hmm. soul are singing to do. You know, Mm -hmm. what is it? And, you know, we we go along the same line, me and you and any Mm -hmm. coach for that matter. So Mm -hmm. rather than to specifically say, or I should say an umbrella title would be, I'm a life coach, Mm -hmm. right? I broadened it down because of what I've gone through, because I am here to stand tall, to understand that, you know what, even if you're not divorced, even if a widow would want to come to me and somebody Mm -hmm. who needs to feel empowered again Mm -hmm. and somewhere in their heartache, they haven't the wherewithal to take that stance, Mm -hmm. making a decision goes back to my first slogan, growing strength within. It starts Mm -hmm. with making a choice. Yeah. To how bad do you want to change? Are you just done at mm-hmm. a soul mm-hmm. level? Mm-hmm. And and then, therefore, that's when I need a coach. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I need somebody like you. I need to mm-hmm. help me go up this mountain and encourage me, not push me, not you know mm-hmm. pull me, but walk alongside me. Yeah, and not judge me too. I think that's the other thing. Um, yes, that is so important um, for people to recognize. I think what. I think it's judgment, fear of judgment prevents a lot of people from reaching out to a coach or, or therapist, you know, um, that they don't want to be judged for very often what boils down to indecision, you know, or lack of commitment because the truth is, and I know that you're, you're 100% on board with this, Monica, just like with the name awakened soulmate, but if you're there, you're there. Okay, good. What's next? If you're not there, you're not there. Okay, good. So what does that mean to not be there? Like, it's literally just about knowing where you're at and not judging where you're at, but being honest about where you're at because you can't ever go anywhere else unless you're honest and you don't judge it. Yes. And this is key to be able to look in the mirror, look in the eyes of your own soul and and not judge. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're so hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. but that's the job of the coach. And that's mm-hmm. the job. Uh, and my goodness. And therapy and coaching I've had, mm-hmm. like I said, for a lot of years and to do the work and to mm-hmm. want to do the work, but to have somebody help yeah. you and yeah. non-judgment and then to bring it to the acceptance. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, okay. I can see, I can see the, the, there's, possibility. Mm-hmm, there's, mm-hmm. there's this, uh, shining light that's wanting mm-hmm. to come out more and whatever yeah. it is, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but so I took it more specifically rather than just a life coach to a soulmate confidence coach. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's a confidence coach, but it's also in order to relate to someone else, whether you want, whether you're thriving on your own now and you are done with those mates and you are good to go, mm-hmm. that is beautiful. If you can prosper and thrive, I commend mm-hmm. you. You still can help that. If yeah. there's a mate that, that suddenly you're not looking for, and that's the other thing, mm-hmm. to understand, to do the work, as you know, in the work that you've done in your life um, to see the chiseling of like that Michelangelo, the artwork mm-hmm. that comes out mm-hmm. to be able to understand that um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Where'd she go? <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> There's the thought floating in the She's air. She's down the street somewhere. It's okay. <laughs> understand if you want to, if you're looking for a mate again, you know, I believe I've married my second soulmate. Mm-hmm. I believe 
in my philosophy, now I'm raised a Catholic girl, right? But I believe, <laughs> I will tell you this on a side note, whether you're going to judge me or not, this is who met me at the summit. I'm sorry, at the base camp, both Jesus and Buddha in my mind were up there waiting <laughs> for me with my parents. That's what got me. That was my inspiration. So, you know, whatever works for you, we are all here together. Mm-hmm. We all have uniqueness, but we're all here to help each other. Mm-hmm. And if that is fine, you want to be on your own and thrive. Beautiful. I love that. We still need as humans and souls to connect at some point. Yeah. I can be your soul sister. I, yeah. I, you know, we don't, we can be miles apart and we still are relating. And if I know who I am and you know who you are, yeah. we're going to have a beautiful relationship. And that's, that's the key. I think too, is the, you know, when you know who you are, you don't have to worry about who somebody else thinks you are. And it's none of my business anyway. And it's none of my <laughs> business anyway. I love it. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It just doesn't matter. So, hey, here's something that people say to me that breaks my heart, people that um, I've worked with and friends, and I have my own response to it, but I'm we're not here to talk about my response. We're here to talk about yours. Hmm. So when people say things like this, and I know you've heard them say it, I've wasted so much time. I've wasted so many years. This whole thing was such a waste. What do you say to them? Oh, no. I know that every person that we meet, whether it's longevity, whether it's someone in the store that has a certain message, I believe everyone's paths cross for the time that they're supposed to cross. And yep. the message is there and the lesson is there. Yeah, It is It is just, a, might be hard for some people to grasp that. Mm-hmm. But I know looking back, sometimes when we're in the thick of it, Sherry, we don't see it. We can't get it. Uh-huh. And it's and it's a matter of be present, mm-hmm. which is really hard. But the word present, if you look at this, is a gift. Be present. And yet we all get caught up in that past, like you're saying, people say wasted time mm-hmm. or the future, the mm-hmm. what ifs. But to be standing mm-hmm. still wow, that's a hard thing to do because yeah. we want to go and we want to judge and we want to... Well, and we want to yeah. get rid of pain. Yes. We don't want to embrace it. We- no, we 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 <laughs> medicate it sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. so to face it and um, which is part of the yoga journey, which yeah. now more than ever in this, the world collectively right now, there are ancient things wisdom wise that are being brought to the surface in a new light mm-hmm. as in acceptance, as in mm-hmm. uh, breathing, mm-hmm. uh, being present. And um, the book that I'm writing that I put on hold. Yeah. Tell my- us about that. Yeah. So it's the one eight method. Okay. It's- more than the tagline is it's more than a workout it's a mindset okay now that is all i'm going to say about it right now but i did put it on hold i have a publisher self publishing and i i put it on hold to be able to embellish that writing with my trek mm. anyway the number thing has always been intriguing to me um 108 Mm-hmm. In all my research, so this is 10 years in the making, five years in the application of it. The 108 methodology is based on the Sanskrit number 108, okay. which is from the Sanskrit and the 108 method is my own terminology to reference a three-step program, which is in short, you could do it in the physical way, which is what my workout started to be. And I would love it if you all come on into my, um, I have videos, <laughs> 108 abs, 108 legs, 108 arms, 108 cardio. Yes, I do. Okay. It started as a physical, which is what the yogic path is. It leads us Westerners to the, oh, I can do a, a downward dog but it goes so much deeper, you see. Mm -hmm. So it brings the spiritual into the physical realm, which is unique. And for a while there, I was calling it spiritual fitness. But what it does do is sculpt the heck out of your abs on the surface. (laughs) We break down the physical part of it. It's a workout, but it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. So the the workout, they're doing it. They've been doing it for years, all of my students. And they break it down, the upper, upper abs, lower abs, the side abs. 27 times four is 108. So we do Mm -hmm. 27 reps. So it is doable. Mm -hmm. It is a tangible difference, you see. And then the meaning underneath it, the undertones is the best part. So one, 
we're all here to do the same thing. We're all humans here. We're all here. Truth is one. Paths are many. And then the zero, this is the short Cliff Notes version, is the zero is, in the Buddhist world, zero is we come into the world with nothing. Mm -hmm. We leave with nothing. Mm -hmm. It is our suffering exists when we are attached to something. That could be concept, person, thing, right? Mm -hmm. Zero is liberating. And then the eight is, of course, infinity. In my training and in my coaching and in my uh, research, it has gone a lot deeper. I just mm -hmm. gave you the, the tip of the iceberg. Sure. Pun. So it goes into a mindset as in what's one thing that you want to accomplish today? Mm -hmm. What's one thing you want to do or one thing you don't want in your life anymore? Mm -hmm. Focus. And then how do you see yourself feeling after you've accomplished that? And mm -hmm. this is, you know, many different coaches work in the same kind of tactics. And then the eight, in short, is taking the action yeah. to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then having a little faith, as the eight is infinite ways mm -hmm. to look at love. And the approaches are unique to the person. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's it in a very short nutshell. Okay. But so when book, is when is the book coming out? Uh, twenty twenty one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, and it'll be it, it interactive uh, journaling, and um, I want it to be no more than one hundred eight pages. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see if you can't get it to exactly one hundred eight. Now, wouldn't that be fun? It would. You're gonna have it to mess would. around with the font a little bit. Make yeah. it happen. I believe you can. I will. <laughs> hey, so what does coaching with you look like? And uh, somebody's listening, and they want to know if they're a right fit for you. So how do they know if they are? And then three, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, beautiful. So I work with uh, you one-on-one -on -one if you're ready to do the work, and that is coaching one-on-one -on -one with me for three months. We do a three-month program right now. And is that through video, Monica? Yes, it is. Okay. It is virtual across the globe. And okay. you get an hour with me once a week with accountability homework in between. Mm -hmm. We tap into lots of creative and fun ways to go about the work as it should be in, in the exercise world. When I had that business, I always believed that exercise should be fun. Mm -hmm. Some people think it's a chore. Um, and so that's a three month program. I do have a group on Facebook divorced and ready to become an awakened soulmate. Okay. That is a free group to join and to uh, encourage others, inspire others. And whether you want to add an inspiration or, or just be part of the um, hearing of it and listening of, you know, you don't have to share, but that's my group on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm going to be closing the doors. I have three spots open till the end of the year, because here's the thing, folks, 2021 is about to be here by the time this airs. And I've heard an awful lot of people say, I'm so sick of, or I can't wait to 2020. I know, now. I know. And you know, it's, it's true. I get it. I understand that. But I also know that, okay, let's shift gears. Yeah. And let's do the work now, not wait for January, new year. Let's send 2020 yeah. out of here thriving mm -hmm. as an awakened soulmate and a beautiful empowered goddess that you are. Yeah. I don't know if I can swear on here, but the other, you know, option is if you're not going to be goddess, you're the bad ASS, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Am I supposed to not swear? If you're, I, I was, I was doing some I'm not, I'm, uh, what, do what you need to do. Just so, know, yeah. like, just, you know, sometimes children listen. So. Uh, yeah. So, and I gave up swearing long ago, but <laughs> I have found in my market research, there's a lot of women out there that are like, nah, I'm not the goddess. I'm the other. Yeah. It's like, okay, well own it. Mm -hmm. wear, wear that crown and let's go for it. So let's yeah. do the training. So I have three spots left between now and the end of the year that those are the people that are ready to embrace 2021 with bells on, with uh, the strength to uh, climb those mountains mm -hmm. and to persevere, whether alone or in and attracting your next soulmate. Yeah. I will say this. I Things happen when they're supposed to happen. Like mm -hmm. you said, you know, mm -hmm. meeting somebody when you're supposed to. And if you're hearing this out there and if you're thinking about it, contact me, awakenedsoulmate.com. Yes. Awakensoulmate.com. If you're looking to just do some physical classes, that is the uh, virtual yoga path that can still feed your soul. That's what it says on my, my bumper sticker, feed your soul with fitness mm -hmm. and fun. And that is MonicaFernandi.com. Okay. 
and all of my virtual classes are on there as well. Okay. Uh, I teach meditation once a month for those that need to have a little coach to help them. And that's an online event that's also on both those websites, awakensoulmate.com and monicafernandi.com. Okay, awesome. And hey, I'm going to put you on the spot because I love to give my listeners something special from my podcast guests. Do you have any special offers for my listeners? Oh, special offers. I would love it. I'm going to, if you reach out to me for a free clarity call and that you can reach out to me on awakensoulmate.com, free clarity call between now and November 1st, I think will be aired by then. You will be entered to win a week of intensive coaching with Monica. Nice. Nice. One week of intensive coaching. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be ready for that, Monica. That sounds like... No, it sounds fantastic. Does it sound like a chore? (laughs) The hardest thing you've ever done? No. I will say this. I love to make things fun. I believe that um, you're you're lighthearted in spirit. I am not an Eeyore. I'm I'm definitely a Tigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that about you. (laughs) You know, um, and yeah, I welcome that. Who's, Who's ready? Ready to do the work. Let's roll up your sleeves. Yeah, who's ready? I love that. Thank you, my friend. Okay, as we close out, I ask every guest this same question, and you are up to bat since we were talking about baseball earlier. If you could leave the people listening with one truth that you want them to remember when the show ends, what is it? So the one truth is the ABCs, and that you can compile into one truth. It's the ABCs. Because we all learned how to read at some point. So the ABCs is this, my friend. A is for your positive attitude. This is what helps us thrive. B is for your breathing. Always take deep breaths. Big inhales, big exhales. And C is the courage. The courage to make that mountain one step at a time. Friends, if you are going through a divorce or have been through one and you're looking to reclaim and rebuild that confidence that Monica's talking about, do yourself a favor and text the word AWAKENED to 540-369-2139. That's keyword AWAKENED to 540-369-2139 and you'll get a link to Monica Fernandez's free ebook, 27 Secrets to Rebuilding Confidence After Divorce. And hey, if you're on social media, check out her Facebook group. The links are in the show notes. And take advantage of her offer. Reach out to her and get that special pricing on the one-on-one intensive week-long coaching with confidence coach Monica Fernandez. Thanks for tuning into this episode today, my friends. I do hope that you feel awakened to climb whatever mountain it is you are facing today. Please do share this episode with a friend. And if you're an Apple Podcast user, go ahead and rate the show five stars, please. That'll help us get in front of even more people who need to hear uplifting, positive, thriving thoughts like Monica brought to us today. I'll see you right back here on Wednesday where we will have another special rebroadcast episode throughout the month of October. I am rebroadcasting some of the highlights from seasons one and two for those of you who might have missed it and for those of you who just might need to hear it again. All right, my friends, we'll see you Wednesday for that rebroadcast. Until then, remember to speak truth over the lies so you too can thrive in any and every circumstance.